And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. We're back with season two. And on this episode, we're going to be talking... Actually, before we even get to what episode we're talking about, I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. And I'm Jen. Hey, Jen. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> on this episode, we're going to be talking back to Game Club, where we talk about Game Pass games that we recommend. Last episode, we talked about... Um, Uncharted Goose Game. Hopefully, Un- you played Uncharted. Uncharted Goose Game. That's that's the sequel. Sorry, Untitled Goose Game. And we also uh, splash into a couple of other fun games, uh, <laughs> deep in the abyss. And then we go into um, in between where we have a little argument about the Oscars, don't we, Joe? Shazam! Yeah, and on to the bloody show. <laughs> And welcome to that awesome session, a session, no, segment we call Game Game Club. Wow, I've lost all my words today. They're all gone. Game Club. What's Game Club about, Jono? I'm glad that you asked because I was about to explain it again. Anyway, Game Club is where we as a group play a game from Xbox Game Pass. The best game. They're not sponsoring us, but we're open to suggestions. Um, And... We tell you what we thought of it, but we also open it up to you, like a traditional book club, to play along with us. And if you've got comments or anything you want to say to it, like email into us. You can email after the fact if we, you know, have already passed that game and moved on to another one. Email us anyway because we'll be glad to hear from it and we'll talk about it in the session. But today we're going to talk about um, last week's game. That you suggested for the audience and us to play? Yeah, exactly. Which we did. I did. Did you, Jace? I certainly did. Do you remember what it was? It I was, hope so, because you played oh it. Oh, God, I don't remember. No, uh, it was Untitled Goose Game. That's the one. Which yeah. was is the title of the game. Yes, it's actually the title By of the game. By House House. House House. Australian company. Australian company. Yeah. Go, go the Aussies. They're smashing it. They're and absolutely smashing millionaires. it. Millionaires. Untitled Goose Game was... Oh, it's huge. People were super excited about this game when they sort of first heard about it and it was more of a novelty and all that sort of stuff. And it was, was a trending topic for a good couple of weeks. It was. And they were like, everyone's just like, I got to switch for that, that untitled goose game. Yeah. And then a lot of people were like, I hope that that's the name of the game. Well, supposedly they had the game at trade shows as untitled goose game, thinking that they were going to come up with a name. And yep. there were ga- there were names for the game that were like homages to Metal Gear Solid and things like oh, that, really? which is pretty cool. <laughs> but they got traction online with people Googling Untitled Goose Game. And they're like, you know what? Let's stick with that. And it's, it's a, it's, it works for, the, for this game. It actually works. And as the recommender of this title, Jono, Well, I finished it, it, so I love it. Um, actually, you, you finished it? Yeah, I finished it. Hold on. So, I mean, clearly you, well, won. Um, you won the, uh, I mean, is it winning? What, what is it? Like, it's annoying. You, you were the most annoying? Well, no, but what no, I mean is that's like... that's the whole point of the game. I mean, no, it right? is, but what Actually, I mean is like really you nominated the game. I did. So like, to be clear on the way that this works, at least the way that we think that this works, is yeah, that okay. we're all basically going to try and sell each other on a game on Game Pass. Yes. yes. And then it's like a mini game of the year. And then essentially we're going to convince each other of, or we're, we're going to agree that one of these games is the game for us to play this particular week or month yep. or however yep. long it takes before the next segment rolls out. If it's a big game, maybe it'll be a month. Who knows, right? Yeah. So because it was the first one that we did last week, yep. you went with Untitled Goose Game, yep. safe bet. But I mean, we've It's a clearly, shorter game too, isn't it? It is a shorter game. But we've clearly yeah. played a lot of games on Game Pass prior to. Yep. So like this week is going to be like, we're going we're gonna to work hard to basically be able to not let Jono win this one, right? Let's hope so. Let's hope it's so. It's not a competition as well. Well, I mean, look, it <laughs> isn't it, but it is. There's a gaming element oh, okay. to it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, as in, like if, if I recommend something, so we, we throw out five or six games and okay. then somebody's recommendation happens to be the one that we have to play because yep. it's, you know, it's agreed upon. Yeah. A little bit yep. like that year where Stardew Valley won with the game of the year. That, well, no, because that was the, the reality. It, it was the reality situation. Well, let's move on. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if... I mean, let's put it this way. Not, I'm not saying that there's a point system in play, right? Yeah. But if Jono was to get it again, he'd have two points. He'd be winning. Yeah. That's how it works. That's, that's, that's how points I'm work, gonna be, right? I'm be I, could talk, t- let's, I could easily get it again, but... You're not going to get it again. Let's talk about the goose. Oh, it's certainly going to happen. So, okay. Untitled Goose Game, for those of you that didn't get a chance to play it, here's the description that, um, that they've put up. It's called... It says, Untitled Goose Game is a slapstick stealth, stealth sandbox where you're a goose let loose on an unsuspecting village. Make your way around town from people's back gardens to the high street shops to the village green, setting up pranks, stealing hats, honking a lot, 
and generally ruining everyone's day. Featuring a goose, that's the player, a town full of people just trying to get on with the day, you hate them, uh, as the goose, of course, and a dedicated honk button. Yes. What more do you need from a game? That's a very that's a that's an incredible description of the game. It's, it, it is pretty much all of those things. It sums it up really well. So the beginning of the game, you come out of the bushes yep. as a goose. Using my favorite view, isometric. Isometric. And top down. But top no, down. no grids on the screen. Though. No grids on the <laughs> no screen. This is screen. not a strategy. No. And it teaches you the controls, which are very simple. But you yes. do need a lot of strategy to do well in this game. Let's be you very do, clear. You do, actually. Yeah, this is yeah. true. So, sorry, Jason. So yeah, some, of the, the some of the things you can do is you can use your goose beak. To grab things. To grab onto things, such as opening a gate. Yep. Or picking up things. Exactly. Such as sandwiches. Yep. Um, turning on taps. Turning on taps. Stealing carrots. Whatever. whatever. The other one is you can expand your wings, which yep. doesn't appear to do anything. It just looks cool. It just looks cool. And, and sometimes it frightens people. I also feel like what would have happened is there's a goose on the screen when they were first playtesting this game, and then someone was just like, well, can you flap your wings? And yep. Like, yes. And then they implemented that into the game. Perfect. I would have been disappointed you if you could. Goosey flap. Maybe in the sequel you'd be able to fly. Can goose fly? Can yeah. goose fly? They go south for the winter. Hmm. Um, and <laughs> and um, I'll need to check up on my goose facts. Uh, there's, oh, a, there's a dedicated honk button. Which there is, which is fantastic and very useful. And geese do honk. They do. It's geese. It's geese. Yeah. Many, geese. many gooses are geese. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and that's basically it. And then you end up in the water. This amazing music plays. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Which is stuck in my head. I won't do it here. Um, and then the first part of the game is you harassing a farmer. A farmer. Yep. Yeah. In his little garden, and it's not yeah, a very big a market area. garden. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, I, I straight away, like you said, the way that the game teaches you the controls, it's very quick, and that's what I like about this game. Yeah. It's not yeah. like overly complicated. I I haven't finished the game. My son. So where are you up to? He's almost. He's at um, at a oh, so, restaurant. So I he's taken he's over. Too. Yeah, he's taken over. Okay. So we played together with with. My girls as oh, well. Oh, he's so. at the pub? Yes, he's at a pub. Okay, so he's not far off the end. Yeah, but in, yeah. and I've watched, like I did probably the first two stages. Or my, I did the first stage on my own. The second stage, we were passing it back and forth, the controller. And then from there, I've played a little bit here and there. But yeah. he's really wanted to take over because it's a very accessible game. Yeah, very and, accessible. And my young, my young girls, um, they love watching it and it's hilarious. And they're always asking him to honk the honker. Um, and they'd even press the button on the controller so they could do it too, nice. which is really cute. Um, but yeah, like it gets you into it really quickly. It is quite challenging though. Like the yeah. second stage in the game, you're at a little. There's a little market. There's a kid that you that you kind of have to scare into oh, that's the one phone of my booth. That was hilarious. Yeah, so that good. was awesome. And then getting on TV too. And then getting later. on TV. Yeah. Um, it's a little. It, the second area is much longer. Like it's it's bigger, but. As it gets challenging and the right third, there. The third and fourth areas are even more so, I found. So, yeah. How about you, Chase? How far so, you I have played this game from the beginning three, four, maybe five times. Okay. So, this is what happens. I play the game yeah. and then somebody comes over and they see that it's on my Xbox and they're like, oh, you got that goose game, show it to me. Mm -hmm. And I always feel compelled to show it to them from the start. Yeah, okay. And mainly it's because... At the very beginning, it tells you the buttons, and it's yeah. not hard to teach people, but it just does it so well. It and does. you get straight into the action. It's easy. And so I don't this is this is a game where I don't want to go, oh, this does this, and you know, you check out this thing and the big explosions and the whatever. It's like you just take the control, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just like, I don't want to play, I don't want to play. No, no, just play, just play. You're you're goose and you're screwing up people's lives. How hard can it be? And so all of sorry, all of my experience, and this is all I will say on this game, because this is all of my experience, is harassing the farmer. Yep. But that's the thing. That first stage is a great first stage oh, to show stage. off. I, I feel what like this, game this is. could be like on an old PlayStation demo disc, and yep. that's the only thing you get to do. Yeah. And then eventually, when you progress on, if you can, I've never done it. If you were to progress on, it would, it, the demo would end, and you'd be like, yep. "I've got to get this game." Yep. Yeah. But you just like it's almost like something you want to load up and just play that first stage over and Absolutely. over and over again oh. until it gets released or until you can afford it. Or that first stage is fantastic. Yeah. It is. It's it's a it's a fun game, but it's a funny game, and there's not many games that do funny yeah. really well, like continually throughout the game. And I'd say this is that's what that's, that's my favorite thing about it. I personally didn't feel sad about not playing it though. Like I, I thought it was great. I didn't think it was oh, excellent okay. or anything. Um, I think it's one of those games that you can come back to later on when you're in the mood and play. Like I haven't felt. Unlike some games that I've played recently, I haven't felt compelled. I didn't feel compelled to go through and complete it all in my first sitting because I originally got it on my Switch and then started playing it on Game Pass when it came out on Game Pass. 
and I actually finished it on my Xbox. Yep. And absolutely love the ending. And the ending leaves it very open to, hey, here's some bonus tasks you can go back and do okay. to all the villagers in all those areas. So it's it's asking you to come back and replay the entire game. And there's achievements that tie to that as well. Um, so I finished the vanilla story. And while there is no more story, I can go through and complete other things if I want to. Uh, at the moment, I don't feel compelled, but I might want to later. And that's what I love about this game, that it's one of those ones you can pick up and put down as much as you like. Um, and it's not hard to pick up again because like you were saying, Jason, and you are experiencing Joe, um, it's really easy to pick up because there's not a lot of buttons. Yeah. It's a pretty simple system, but the, the real beauty of it lies in the fact that the challenges that they give you on those, those lists to tick off become increasingly more complex in how you pull it off. And that's what I loved. And so when you're really in the mood for a good challenge to try and sort something out, you want to cross something off the list. Yep. So this is why I think this game is, is not something that you might sit there and just you know buzz through in a day and you might just from the, the basic story, but it's one of those ones you can come back to and play when you're in the mood. It does something very well and I find just in my job day to day, I can't retain a lot of information. I'm horrible at multitasking. Mm. So I do something very simple, which is keep a list. And there is absolutely something cathartic. And I appreciate all video games have an element of this with quest-based yeah. systems and missions, but there is something cathartic about a notepad and just striking something off a list or ticking yep. something off yeah, a list. Agreed. And the game does that very well. Yeah, well, it does it on the a sad, notepad with handwriting. And the sound effects that go along with it are very satisfying. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the piano just, the, the music just kicks in. Uh, piano just, at, just at different times, especially yep. when you're causing mischief. May I make a suggestion? Yes. Yes. I'm not saying that there's a scoring system in this, but there totally is right now. <laughs> this is the way it works. If you successfully are able to convince us yep. as a collective group, as the, as, as the versus player family, to play a game, you get a point. You get an achievement point. Nice. If then you're able to also impress the people, mm-hmm. as in we both enjoyed unanimously, you also get a point. So, for example, in this case, start a scoreboard, Jono. This is only if you guys agree. Oh, yeah. So Johnny gets one point for recommending the game. Fair. Fair. If Joe enjoyed it, an extra point. If I enjoyed it, an extra point. So you can have a maximum total of three points unless we have more guests on or unless our listeners at home start joining in as well. Right now, Jono has a potential to earn himself three achievement points. He gets them from me. So that's... that's, that's Look, a... Like I said, I think it's a... I, I would recommend this game to anyone to try. If you've got Game Pass... Just give it a go. You even if you just do the first stage, you're going to enjoy it. Okay. One. But Joe, this is you're going to give it one point. Yeah. You, you sold that. I'm going to give it one to. point two. I'm going to give him one point two. It's early days for Game Club. <laughs> this is going to get vicious. I promise you. But it's early days for Game Club. Jono, you got three points. Three Sweet. achievement points. Achievement unlocked. We have played. Uh, well done, Joe. And um, enjoyed. We played Untitled. That's Untitled Goose Game on Game Pass. Play it before it leaves. Hopefully De- not soon. Definitely play it before it leaves. Now. This segment also needs to talk about the games we've enjoyed on Game Pass recently. It might end up leading to the next next suggestion. It might not. What have you guys been playing on Game Pass that you'd like to talk about? Give me a game. I've been playing one of the new releases on there, which yeah. was A Plague's Tale Innocence. Um, this is the sort of game that before Game Pass, I would have waited for this game to be on sale and I would have picked it up for maybe $20. And I did that with so many Xbox games. It's in the same PS4 vein as like that Sinua's Sacrifice, it, whatever it's called. It's, yeah. I was exactly going to say that. This yeah. game reminds me of that so much um, in the way it plays. It's the way the kind of camera, the angle it is on the back of your character. It's kind of, you know, close in. Um, the way the story progresses, this you have a companion with you the majority of the time. Um, usually it's, it's uh, the main character with her brother. Um, other things happen throughout the game with different characters coming in. I just got to a part where it's flipped it around a little bit. I won't say too much. I'm near the end of the game. Um, I particularly, like I said, I chose this game because it was a 10-hour game and having kids and, you know... How did you know it was a 10-hour game? I, I always look up on how, how long to beat. Whenever I... Unless it's something is that, like... it's a website? It's a website, yeah. Howlongtobeat.com, H-B-T-B, is that right? H-L-T-B, there we go. Um, and unless it's like something like the next Halo comes out or the next Gears or Uncharted. Okay, so long that, whatever. Exactly. The longer the better. But something like this, I, like, I will try it, but I'm not sure if I'll see it through. And I'm like, well, 10 hours, I'm going to give this a go. I enjoyed it at the beginning. Um, so it's set, I think, in the 1300s. There is a... 
infestation that is from rats. Um, it's really a story game more than anything else. Like it, you, you kind of interact with the environment with a sling, that's your weapon, um, and it has different type of ammo types. Um, at first you're kind of, you know, throwing a rock and distracting guards and it's a very, very stealth heavy game. But then there's a couple of segments where you are fighting, you know, to kind of survive. In, you're having to battle, battle the rats and like throw flames and things like that. Lots of um, environmental kind of puzzles where you're having to light the way to kind of get through. So I've played this too, right? And no, I haven't. And it, like it's clearly very linear. It's very but linear. At no point was I ever like, what do I do next? No. It was very apparent. Yes. Does that ever change? Yeah, there's a couple of puzzles, but they're not complex. Like but you're not was... like you're not watching YouTube videos and no, I haven't I haven't had to watch anything at all. Um it, it's a it is not a difficult game to play and it is not a difficult game to understand and you can it, it's got a good story, lots of cutscenes in it. Like some of the chapters you will play for maybe like a minute and then the rest is exposition, cutscene, and then that's the chapter over. You get another achievement for that chapter. But the next chapter might be you play for 20 minutes the whole way through with a cutscene at the beginning, cutscene at the end. It's very old school kind of style in the way it's presented. You, things. How do you feel about the characters? I, I think it's fantastic. The I think boy the, drives me mental. Oh, really? He's... <laughs> it, the, the, the whole word of innocence in the title, he's a young kid who's just had an awful existence. Like he's had this sickness his whole life and been cooped up. And I can't help but feel sorry for him. And See, the sickness thing, the way that it's implemented in the game, and I appreciate this isn't a spoiler cast, but we've got to get into it a little bit. I'm getting undertones of supernatural sort of stuff. Okay. And would, I, would that be incorrect? The, the way the rats behave, I'm not at the end of the game, the way the rats behave, it, it indicates an element of higher intelligence within them. Okay. But... Nothing's been presented yet. I think I'm much up to 13. The, the, I said, yeah. Like I, I have a tendency of 17. Of, I'll watch movies with Jen and yeah. I, she'll wait and she'll wait for me to eventually say, all right, I figured out this film. Yes. And she'll pause it and she'll sit there and she'll listen to me. And she seems to yep. seems to enjoy it. I don't know if she does. Anyway, so I, I, <laughs> I turn this game on and I started playing it. I eventually met the boy. You meet him very, very early on. Yes. And, then, um, and then the way that they talk about him, I was just like, the boy has to be immune to the Hugo rats. Hugo is his name. Hugo, yes. sorry. Hugo, Hugo has to be immune to the rats. His sickness makes him immune to the rats because there's so many, there's movies out there that, that do that all the time. You've got a, what's that one with Will Smith? Originally there were vampires in the book. But oh, I am legend. I am legend, like that sort of thing. He's got something in him that makes, but I could be wrong. That's where I'm getting to. Anyway, I didn't get very far in it. That doesn't necessarily um, have to be supernatural. One but, thing I'll say about this game as well, like, I'm enjoying it more more than anything for the story. It is not like, you know, a triple-A kind of way it's presented. Really? Because graphically it looks quite pretty. I'm looking at yeah. it on the website. It's a new game. It came out last year. Yeah, I remember seeing it being released and it's it's got it's a third-person view like Splinter yep. Cell, I suppose, would be my, my nearest approximation. And it, it looks nice. So, yeah. so what is it you're saying that doesn't make it a triple-A game? Just the, 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 the character kind of model way they interact with the world okay. and the way the rats move they, they're very it looks cool yeah you know it's not do, the, you, do, not you, do you feel as though it stops but it's you cool from, it stops you from going out and buying games like this as in paying full price or Absolutely. on sale or whatever purely because you know how linear it actually is no because of game pass like game like i haven't bought control because i'm like phil spencer okay, months can, ago right, but, but, but if phil spencer hadn't have done that and people I would have rave control. about how amazing control is, i would have bought like, it over over christmas Right, so Absolutely. so Phil basically did what we all thought he would do, or yes. what what who who makes it remedy? Yes, what remedy thought, and yep. people are no longer buying control yep. because. Okay, that's but I just want to say one more thing about this game, which I think is so it's awesome. seventy five dollars, by the way, to buy. Um, the Plague's Tale. Uh, Plague's Tale, yeah. Wow. So it's treating itself. That's I'll, AAA price. Yeah, that's Australian as well. Just, I would yeah, Australian. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that at that price, like I said. But you know how in Tomb Raider, when the the new Lara Croft kind of reboot, when she has her first kill yeah. and the way she reacts to it but then yeah. like 10 minutes later she's, she's, she's just mowing yeah. people down in this game it is it, it, it messes with the character and there's like good exposition later on I don't think I've killed more than maybe 20 you're, people you're like talking about the first boss Amicia. battle with the guy in the armour yes and she kills him and yeah. then she's affected okay. yeah and the way she's affected and you don't have to, like there's plenty of parts in the game where you can get through parts without killing people. And I've decided to play it that way. I got a diamond achievement last night for getting through one segment. I didn't even, I haven't looked at the achievement list, 
But I got through the segment and it said something like, you know, like a, um, what is the word? Pacify, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, so you didn't kill anybody. I didn't kill causing. anybody, yeah. So it was, yeah. Okay. and that was just how I'm playing the game. So are you, are you recommending that we try this? I, no. Okay, okay that's, cool. completely yeah, that's, that's, that's completely fine. That's completely fine. That's good. No, I don't, I, if you want a linear story-based game you, and you, you like the kind of... I'll give you a story. So, so, so just to be very clear, this is on Xbox and it's on PC. And, and PlayStation And well. you're near the end yes. and you're not recommending it. No, not for everybody. It's not for everybody. But if you like what I said about it, then it's for you. If you liked Hellblade, I think it's comparable in but a lot of ways. you would have paid for Hellblade. Yeah. Yeah, Hellblade was better. And, and also you would recommend Hellblade. I would definitely You're recommend You're making that recommendation now, but yeah, you would I'd recommend make, it re- recommend okay, Hellblade. What have you been playing, Chase? Um, I am playing... Well, all right. I'm not going to get into this because I always have my moments with it. Witcher 3 is on Game Pass. Play it. I, but, I, I think yeah, that's, but that's cool. That's not my recommendation. I'm not, oh, really? I'm okay. not ready. I'm not, you just have I'm to throw that in Witcher 3. It's not fair. He's like, just going, not, that's going to be a short thing. When you need the points, you say Witcher and you're going to get it. Well, you're playing Witcher. I am, yes. So, yeah, all right. And I'll give it a try. Let's... let's. It looked pretty. Truth be told, I'm going to do a sneaky one on you. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to wait for you to both tell me you're playing it a little bit because then I know you're done and then I'm going to get an easy point. I'm okay. just going to be honest. Oh. I'm going to, but I'm going to do it. But the thing is, you can't play the Witcher card. This is my, this is my game. You can't <laughs> ever play the Witcher card. Don't you come to one of these sessions, don't you, and ever say, oh, by the way, my recommendation is the Witcher because then we're going to have problems. Because that's, well, that's what I was going to do today, Jace. Don't, don't you dare. Don't you dare. I think you're pretty safe with me. You know, my my bent is science fiction. I don't trust you because <gasps> because I make what? subtle recommendations for certain titles, which I'm I know what you're going to say today. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I know what game you're going to talk about. And apparently, you, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, my recommendation, and I briefly mentioned it last week, was a game called Indivisible. Cool. So Indivisible. Uh, I downloaded. It, I haven't played it yet. Excellent. Indivisible yeah. is a side-scrolling RPG. Fantastic. Um, uh, fantastic voice work. Wait, so would, voice would, work? Yeah, would that be like um, like Wonder Boy in Monster World? So truth be told, the, the actual it's a level five game. So level five have a tendency of making anime like sort of games. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right? a Kickstarter, I believe so. Yeah, um, and it's it, it's in this sort of fantasy version of India, I guess. It's like an it's, anime style game. It's an anime well. style game, yeah. but it's absolutely an RPG. You level up, yeah. you collect heaps of characters. There are secret characters, or at least appear yeah. to be. It's linear in terms of the way that you approach things. But the combat is all combo-based, so it almost turns into a fighting game. So if you interact with an enemy, right, and you might just interact with a a very basic enemy and you have a team of, say, four, which eventually you'll get to, each character is designated to a button on the controller. Mm -hmm. So you'll have one guy, if you press down and Y, he'll charge up an ability where he'll basically generate these stones and he can create up to 12 stones so that when you finally attack him, it devastates the enemy. But then just pressing Y normally rather than down and Y will do his normal attack. Yep. Up and Y will do something else. Um, same thing. The B button, you've got somebody who does this. The A button, the X and so on. And all these characters are rotatable. There's formations that can exist. So one character oh, wow. isn't designated to B. You can't. There isn't just a B type character and a Y type character. Uh, so I far see, I yeah, have okay. about maybe, I think maybe eight characters on my roster. Um, but you progress slowly through. There's platforming elements that aren't too dissimilar to um, things like uh, Will of the Wisps. What's yep. it called? Ori. Ori in the Blind Forest. Sorry, Will of the Wisps is the new one. Game Pass. Um, <laughs> not out yet, though. Uh, but essentially, you progress through. The voice acting is really fun. It makes you feel good. It's like it's like a, a feel-good bubbly sort of thing. And all of the, oh, the, the protagonist, the, the, uh, the, the girl, is just fantastic. People just get sort of absorbed into her body and they get stuck into this plate. I can't even remember what it's called. It's like the inner realm. And you travel into the inner realm and everyone's aware that they're stuck in your head. But some people are real blasé about it. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, okay, I guess this is what it is. Sounds horrific. It does. But like the, the writing is clearly done. Being stuck in one of your heads. This, this is... <laughs> so, so occasionally um, localization teams... Um, do a really amazing job when you're translating from like Japanese style humor to English. Yep. Monster yep. Hunter does that very well, and Capcom do very well a good job of that sort of stuff. They do it in Devil May Cry and stuff as well. Um, I don't know whether or not this game was initially Japanese. It definitely has that kind of vibe, but the the writing is very on point, and they've got some fantastic voice actors, um, and it's addictive. The only downside to this game is that I wake up quite early, my wife is asleep, mm. and all you hear is. <laughs> There's no moment in this game where you're not pressing a button repeatedly. So you need turbo on your controller. Uh, it almost feels like it. But I've progressed quite long and I've gotten up to a bit in the game where yeah, it's, clearly, it's clearly Kickstarter 
like it was clearly a Kickstarter game. I wasn't aware of it. Yep. Where you get to a village where you've got all these people who have paid, paid their money and they have a little thing. Uh, and it's just a Kickstarter village, but it's nice because yep. the whole game is just combat up until this point and then it relaxes a little bit before it kicks in again. Yep. Um, so that's indivisible. It's on, I think, just Xbox, not PC. Um, $69.95 outside of Game Pass. Which is pretty out. impressive considering wow. that I wouldn't deem it to be a AAA and, and worthy of that price initially. But again, I would pay that price now. Yeah, cool. So I am going to recommend that. Cool. I'll give Hi. that a try. Sounds good. So that's our game for the week? Well, you haven't told us what you're playing you yet. You haven't spoken. I haven't. And I'm willing to make this my game of the week later on, but I'm going to talk at infinitum for this. This is my game. This is, I, okay, I did not expect this to be my game. I did not expect to sink the hours that I've sunk into this game. And there have been many hours. But um, so, Jace, I don't know if it was on the podcast or it was us talking before the podcast, but um, you recommended to me a game called Subnautica. And I, oh. thought, <laughs> I thought this could be interesting. And you're saying, oh, because I've already talked about it forever. Um, I, sorry, I've got to stop you. I yeah, jump in, it. jump in. Um, I don't. I've heard from you a little bit in the last week. Yeah. Um, I, I've definitely seen what you've been doing on Xbox in the last week. <laughs> We're not going to pretend that we haven't heard you talk about this. No. You ran into my home today, and you turned on the Xbox. I did. And you well, you turned it on, but I, I took did, it over. I did. Yeah. And you yeah. immediately loaded. And before you even did it, Joe's like, "Don't load up Subnautica." You did. Oh, of course I did. And uh, I, like, I you, have a problem. Uh, that's all I wanted you to say. I just wanted, I, 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 I just wanted you to Is it a problem, a problem though if you're enjoying it? No. Probably many, it is actually. Shono, how long have you been playing it for and how many hours does that equate to? I think I've sunk... Uh, when did you start? When did you start? I lost track now. It's all become one big blur. Um, a couple... It'd be about a week I think I've probably played and it for. And the hours, Jono? About 55 to 60 hours Jeez. at least. Everybody got time for that. That's crazy. Well, that's the advantage of my current time off. Um... <laughs> I reckon you'd still find that time even if you were working though. <laughs> Probably. Because I, I, seriously, I get up in the morning, I put the toast in the toaster and I start this game. And then you forget about the toast. No, no. <laughs> I, I need the food to keep pushing through because this is this, is, this game requires some, oh. you know, full energy. Can I ask a quick question to you, Jace, about Subnautica? Did you play it when it came out? It was like 2014 when it came is out. Is it that long ago? I played, so I played it when it came out. Is it, is it, and that was in early access, and is it out of early access now? I think uh, it is. It, it is. I think it was out of early access first on PC before it was on Xbox. You used to be able to buy it on Xbox before it appeared on Game Pass. Okay. And I think it appears on Game Pass as a preview game. Yep. I, I, I had it. it as a preview game. I never played it. So you bought it then? I downloaded it. There was a, oh, the preview game. Trial. Trial. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I did one try. Ten. Was it 10? Depends on the game. Actually, I yeah. did try the trial way, way back when, when it was like so first on there. Since then. No, I played, I played a little bit of the new one, but... I don't want to, but I just want to ask you, Jace, is it different to what you initially played? Honestly, no, but I did watch a Let's Play on it because I was just so curious. I'm yep. obsessed with the way people are obsessed about space yep. and stuff. I am obsessed deep about sea. the deep. Yep. You give me some Pacific Rim, you give me the Abyss, which I watched recently. I love the Abyss. You give me the Meg. Like, and it's not, <laughs> it's Meg. the Meg is an amazing film. It's a hilarious <laughs> like, film. I haven't it's, seen it. It's, it's, it's not just necessary. I just love the idea that there is this place that is very real on our planet and there are these alien-like creatures. Like, I've watched, like, the David Attenborough yeah. um, Earth episode two or whatever it was where it takes place in the ocean and it shows yep. you, like, those cre creepy luminescent squid. Whatever. Yep. I love that I love that stuff. I'm obsessed with it. Um, and I did get into the into the game, but this is your this is your thing, man. You talk about it. Oh, so, okay. To me, it's a game of two halves. You've got, you got to talk about how it starts. Well, this is what I'm about to do because this is this is why it's a game of two halves. It's it's a survival game with elements of like you know Minecraft, where you have to gather materials. But what sold me was it was a, you just start with an emergency warning sign going off. It's black screen saying get to your escape pods. You see your feet drop into this escape pod. Two things rattle off the wall as you enter in the atmosphere. One of them bouncing around until it smacks you in the face and you're knocked out. And Jono's like, is this Halo right now? Because that's happened in a few Halo games, right? Yeah, this is true. <laughs> and it almost felt like that. And then, and then you get out of, you wake up and the, the pod's on fire and you put it out with a fire extinguisher that was also rattling around on the ground and you climb out of the pod and there's the ship you were obviously on crashed into the ocean a good couple of kilometers away from you and you're in this life pod and it's like, well, what do you do now? So I jumped into the water, achievement unlocked. I was like, okay, this is going to be a good game. 
Um, <laughs> but this is the thing. When Jace was talking to me about it, he, he said that there was uh, an announcement about a reactor going critical and it's going to take two hours and he thought it might have been real time. Is it real time? I don't think it was, but... I, you mean it's hard to say, right? It's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. Because I thought, well, maybe that's all the game is. Like you, you've crashed on this planet, you've got to survive, you've got to somehow either escape before the two hours are up or you've got to do something to avert the disaster and it's not quite the case. So as I've played through the game and I've noticed the two of you haven't got quite as far as I have or isn't it as far as I'm about to talk about. Nowhere near. Maybe Nowhere two near. hours I've played when it came to... So you start, you start yeah. crafting materials and you start crafting gear to, to survive and travel through the water faster. You realise you've got to eat fish and uh, collect salt and coral to make bleach that then get to use to make disinfected water so that you, you hydrate properly. You can't dive underwater for very long because otherwise you won't have oxygen and all of that keeps changing. And the whole game is water. It is. The whole planet is water. There's very little land and... There that, is land. Yeah, there is land. You can't see it. And this, okay, so here's here's my gripes on the game. The load times are horrible. Yes. The, the um, initial load is the draw distance is not as far as you think it is. It gives the illusion that it is, but things pop in and out. And actually, I found some ways to take advantage of that to my to my great advantage. And I'll I'll describe that. But um, the whole start of the game for me was I'm trying to get off the planet because you eventually get a radio message from uh, another spaceship saying. We're pretty far out. We could probably get to you in a week or so. Um, stay tuned. And I'm thinking, oh, whatever, we'll see what happens. Because I keep on unlocking more gear and more things and I can build an underwater base and suddenly I've got an underwater base and I can build more gear. And eventually I've got this little... Um, uh, it's like a glider or something? Yeah, it's like a glider, an underwater yeah. glider. And so I get to the wreck of my ship not thinking I'd actually be able to access this thing that would just be, you know, painted background. And no, you can totally access it because you need to get to stuff on it. And every time I went back to it thinking I'd found everything, I unlock more. So anyway, more things unlock. I get a little submarine and it's like suddenly like, oh, this game is getting interesting. I've gone from swimming around in the water, not being able to stand in the water for very long to, hey, I can stand in the sub for as long as I like. The only thing that's stopping me is, you know, starving or running out of water to drink and you can make your own food on the ship through like little stations yeah things, right well it's fish okay. that you're harvesting so you're still doing all those things um anyway i got to a point in the game where that ship was coming in you actually get a counter on screen this big counter saying 37 minutes now this came on at for me 12 30 at night and i I'd, I'd said to real 37 minutes yeah real 37 minutes it was actually counting down on the screen and it's 37 minutes to get to this point now I hadn't got the sub at this point and I think I, I knew it was that existed, but I was still trying to find all the materials for it. And so I thought, okay, swimming to get to the point that's on screen, it's probably going to take me about five, 10 minutes. So maybe I'll just collect some gear and I'll go there and I should go to bed because the missus said, Hey, are you coming to bed sometime soon? And I said, yeah, I'll try not to go to bed at, you know, the crack of dawn. Anyway, I did because the 37 minutes came up and I thought I'm waiting for the 37 minutes. So I collected some stuff and I swam out and you get to an island that you can't see that's off to the left of the crash ship. And it's a decent sized island. And so you, you walk up on it and there's some, these weird crab things that almost look like the crab things out of um, Half-Life, but with longer, thinner um, yeah. legs. And they're annoying because this game doesn't really have weapons. It's got deterrent weapons maybe but nothing that you really kill stuff with. You can kill things, but it takes an effort and it's not what the game's about. So anyway, I've gone up into this island and then suddenly there's an alien structure there. And it's this big green structure. It looks like the Borg have possibly created it in, in the way it's designed. And I'm thinking, okay, this is kind of interesting. And you take a look at it, but you don't go any further because the countdown's coming down and you know this ship is coming to rescue you. The ship then radios you and says, hey, we're entering atmosphere. We're going to be there in five minutes. And the countdown's about five minutes. So you oh, fantastic. And it's like, ah, oh, but I've just gotten to this point where I can unlock all this stuff and you're going to rescue me. The game's going to be over. No, it can't be. And the ship enters atmosphere and you see it, you see the, the glow and it comes down. And next minute, this alien structure pivots and you hear the crew on the ship going, hey, that thing's massive energy surge. And then it fires and blows the ship completely out of the sky. So your rescue's gone. At which point, 
the second half of the game starts. So, in a, sorry, in a weird way, you kind of be relieved that that happened yeah. because you thought the game was going to wrap up oh. and you weren't ready. <laughs> I was well. I, there was too much to still unlock for me to think that. Well, even if you got rescued, there was going to be an option to continue, or that they'd land and there might be you know some other stuff that you'd have to do. And I thought at best there's maybe an hour or two left in this game, and I'd probably put about five hours into the game at this point. And then when they got destroyed, part of me was like, oh, holy crap, and the other part was like. Yeah, more mysteries to uns- to solve. Do you really think there's going to be an end to this game though? Like a proper oh, there's a total end. To this end, game. you get off yeah. and you can't play anymore, or you can go back and play a save sort of thing. No, no, I've totally gotten to. So, I'd say I'm up until Jace asked me about a day or two ago on our chat. How far along are you? And I think I said to him, I'm close to the end. And he said, Have you been looking at at Google? for answers and I said no not really like there's one or two things like there's these to make enameled glass you need a stalker's tooth and it's this creature on on the ocean I could never find his teeth and I couldn't figure out why I think I found one by accident and I looked that up and went oh okay so they like collecting metal you've got to wait and then you've got to try and find it and there's some other things later in the game that help you find materials a lot easier but yeah it's subtle and then um you start collecting logs and you find out there's been these other crash survivors. And this is where the second part of survival goes. So if anyone wants to play this game and you want to ruin it, probably stop listening now. In fact, I've already ruined a lot just by ruining the first four or five hours. So but it's five hours to get to the point where the ship I think in. it was about five hours. What, hold on, what triggers it? Do you actually, have you figured that part out yet? Like, is it real time? Because for me, I played it for a while and the ship eventually exploded. But like, as in the big ship. Not, not your ship that you were just talking about, but there's a big ship that's there. That's and radio. Like, oh, the, radio, the radiation went off, like, yeah. Is there something like you, you you get the knife and therefore it will blow up or is it just time? At the start of the game, right before you get to that rescue ship, um, you keep getting radio messages at different intervals and usually after you've collected something or you've crafted something. So clearly... So if I just sat there and did nothing, it probably wouldn't blow up. No, I think it would. Okay. I th- there's a constant push in the game to help you uncover a lot of the initial materials and it's all done story-wise and it's really organic. So when you ask me, you know, how did, how did you find out how to do all these things? What was It actually pushes you in those directions. There are some things you can easily miss and that I didn't find out until actually much later. But very early on, there's those crazy fish that scream at you. Like I would never have been able to figure out how to collect the salt stuff inside those pods that they come out of. Oh, that was, well... I had to Google that. I didn't know what to do. Oh, I scanned it using the scanner and saw that it said it was a sulfur pod or something. And I went, oh. Right, so you're actually reading, whereas I wasn't. I was reading. (laughs) Reading is a big one in this because all the messages at the start of the game are really pushing you in the direction of what you need. I feel like I really shouldn't. But the second half of the game, the spoiler part, is really... So you've gone... It's not even half though. That's like the the 80% of the game, really. Yeah, you're right. Because okay. that first introduction to the game is what I thought was the game from what Jason said to me. And I was already hooked and I enjoyed it and I thought, cool, I'm coming to the end. It's been a fun ride. I'm, I'm good with this. And then it flips. So the first survival is surviving a crash ship yep. and you're trying to get off the planet. But the second part of survival is when you find out what the planet actually is. And Please don't tell me. You want to know? Uh, so you did something that I wasn't really expecting you to do. I, I played this game. Yeah. And I, I this, is how, this is how I play the game. A very brief story. I um, had some friends over, stayed up overnight, we were hanging out. Yeah. And then in the morning, they'd stayed the night and my mate Brendan sat down and I said, what do you want to do? You want to watch TV? He's like, why don't you just play a game? And I'm like, what game? He's like, any game, I don't care. And then he saw Subnautica on the screen. He's like, play yeah. Subnautica. And I'm like, do you know? And he's like, yeah, I know about this game. And he's like, just play Subnautica. And he just wanted to watch me play it. Yeah. So I did that and he was helping me along and all that sort of stuff. And then suddenly I got hooked. Like it was cool having somebody next to me on the couch who was interested in watching the game, who kind of knew what was going on, but wasn't telling me stuff. Like he was propelling the mystery. He was just like, you should check out over there. And so he helped me along. And then I was just like, like he clearly knows up until a certain point, right? But then eventually I got to a point and then I lost my save. It crashed because the game is a bit buggy. It is. It totally is. And then I was just like, oh. But I learn a lot and what took me three hours to accomplish, I was able to accomplish in yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. And I like that. Sometimes I play games to a point where I've learned a lot and then I'll force myself. I won't even force myself. I'll just restart because I'll feel good about it. Yeah. I'm like, I figured this out. I'd like to have a more optimal start. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I just got to a point where I said to Jen, I think I'm done with this game because I just didn't feel like I was progressing, progressing along. But... It, but... 
all I'm saying is that you've there's clearly a lot more going on yes. enough for me to, to keep going with it. Uh, yeah, the and, second half of the game is fantastic. And hearing you talk about it has made me not want to play it really <laughs> at all. Like, what, what's stopping you yeah, from what's playing stopping it? You? It just sounds like a massive time sink. And yeah, it is. It, it, because you spend a lot of time going back and forth, collecting the materials you need to build the next thing that you need. But what I love about that is that it's gone from a game of me just swimming through the water to a game where I'm commanding a fleet of ships and bases that, but I'm the only person on the planet. And that is... Yeah. Brilliant. I'm not saying I don't appreciate it. It's like Minecraft. Like I'm a Minecraft player who only plays the, not survival, what's the other mode called? Creative. Creative, yeah. thank you. I only play creative. Like I've played survival a little bit and I'm like, no, I just I just want to have access to everything and just build and, you know, play it that way. And this this game here, yeah. it sounds really cool. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but the the... You've got to have the, the time. mundane tasks kind of that are involved with the game. And I know most games have that. Like even action games generally do have parts where you've got to go and, you know, run an errand or whatever it might be. And I'm playing, the, I told you about a Plague's Tale. And it, some of it is you're just walking and they're talking. But there's exposition through the whole thing. Um, whereas this... No, there is for this. And this is the thing. Like a lot of it, and this is the things I haven't given away yet. In that second half where that second survival story kicks in. Um, the mundane things I'm collecting like metal to make ships or whatever or gear leads me to get a bigger thing and when I get that I think I've hit the apex and while I know I've gotten all the vehicles in the game I know I haven't got every modification in the game and every time I think it's just going to be a little upgrade it changes the way I play and this is what I've loved but it's also uncovered another part of the story and the story keeps on getting fed to me. And it's done through three different ways. There's there's two different side stories that are happening that have happened on the planet before that you're uncovering that tie to your fate at the moment. And so they're really important to you. And the other one is the AI of your PDA. It can be really snarky in a really, really subtle way. So like this is one part where I went really, I wondered if there was a, a edge to the land and so I kept driving out away from, you know, the, the ocean floor and you hit this point where it goes, uh, you can go further, but all that exists off this edge is leviathans and micro, micro bacteria because nothing else exists. It turns out where you are is a plateau of a volcano and that's why it's vibrant, but the rest of the planet is dead wasteland almost, excepting for these massive leviathans. And I thought... Okay, I'll turn back in a second, but I'll go a little bit further and see what happens. Two seconds later, I thought I'd seen the biggest Leviathan in the game. Not even close. This thing was scary huge and so big. And the ocean is just black at this point. Like you can't, it's usually been all light and, and you know, corally and stuff. This is just dead ocean. And this thing is almost as big as the ship you came in on. Wow. And it's like, so, okay. so this is the wall. Like yeah. games do the wall differently. That's sometimes what I wanted, it's actually an invisible wall. Yeah, and that's just lame. And that's what I wanted to see. This was the best wall I've ever seen. Sometimes it's a little fence that you yeah, can yeah, yeah. jump yeah. for others, but not that one. Yeah. yeah. So this sounds like it's a creative way of... It's a fantastic wall because it feels legitimate. Okay. And and if you push too far, it just kills you. Yeah. Cool. I quickly turned around and buzzed out of there because I'm going to lose my ship. Sounds like your kind of game, Johnny. Oh, not mine. So good. All right. So here's something I haven't really considered... For Game Club, I I'm going to keep going with Subnautica, and part of it is because yeah. of the way that you sold it. Part of it is because you loaded up your save, which took a really long time. Yeah, it did. It's <laughs> bizarre. Really it's bizarre how we had to go out and have dinner before it loaded. Um, <laughs> but honestly, from what you've shown me of what could be, it's like yeah. when um, there's a season of a TV show, yes. and then it shows you what the future is going to be like in that show, and you're like, oh, I, I can see how it might be able to get there. All right, you've got me, yeah. you've me. But you're not sold, Joe. No. But are you sold on Indivisible? I'll give it a go. But you're not sold on it. You're not sold on it the I same way I'm it. sold on Subnautica. No, no. no. Neither, Is, neither would really. Indivisible be your next game? I'll give it a go next, yeah. After I finish A Plague's Tale, I'll Indivisible's go, it. I'll go and give Indivisible a try. Well, because I'll talk about Subnautica again because eventually I'm going to get to the end. But in, that doesn't necessarily mean that's it. What's going on here is some sort of triangle. 
type scenario. <laughs> well, I'm not recommend. I've got another game I can recommend that I don't, oh. I don't need to spend very long on. I could just talk about it for a minute, and that could be the okay. next recommendation. But hold on, let's just say I like that game. He's recommending me Subnautica. Well, then stick with that. No, hold on. He's recommending <laughs> me Subnautica, which I will definitely play. Yes. You're telling me you're going to play Indivisible next. But then what if the game that you recommend is like something that Jono's into? Do we all just play each other's games? Oh, would, would and does one of them win? Like, and, how does this work? And can I tear myself away from Subnautica? Because seriously, I don't... He can't, he can't do it. It's, it's, it's impossible right now. Is there only one winner? Can there be three winners? Can there be... Well, they're not winners, right? Because <laughs> they might be horrible games. It's our game, Jace. We, we haven't we figured want. out the rules we haven't. properly. No. What's going on? We've got to make a decision right now. Is What's it just game? one well, game? If, you're both, game? if I'm playing Jace's game, then I've got to recommend the game too. And it's Go not it. A Plague's Tale. It is Demon's Tilt. And this is the game that you can play, Jono, yeah. for five, ten minutes. Okay. And you'll get, a, you'll get an idea of it. And Maybe. you'll see what it is. It is it's a, it's a pinball game. <laughs> okay. Crossed with a bullet hell kind of okay. shooter, right. I guess, in a way. Yeah. Um, there are three levels to the... It's one pinball table. Well, I guess table is the only one you can really use, but table. the way it's described, it is it is impossible that this game would be a, a physical pinball table. Um, there's three levels to it. Uh, you're getting shot at by things. It's kind of got this whole gothic kind of um, grunge, like heavy metal kind of real, you know, dark look with... Um, yeah, demonology kind of it's elements. Pixelated. To it. Yeah, pixelated art style. Oh, it is really okay. Cool okay. You're winning me. Yeah, you should um, start. You can, you can. I, the first time I played it, I didn't last very long. This, the next couple of times, I got a bit, a bit of a hang around. It's pretty. It. It's, it looks really cool. It's a. I would recommend this game. Anyone give it a try. Like this is a, you know, it's, it's a unique experience. Yeah, give it that a try. you. You know that video games can only really provide. And it you can cool. pick up and play. You can play it just for a few minutes at a Absolutely. time. Absolutely. If it wasn't on Pass Game Pass, controller. If it wasn't on Game Pass, it was thirty bucks. I would say, unlike like, Subnautica, Subnautica which it. was forty dollars. Which you know, this I, is what's going on. <laughs> this is what this is what we all have to agree on. This, but here's 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 one for you. I'm going to play Subnautica again. You're going to play Indivisible. He's going to play Demons Tilt. Done. It, yep. There there are recommendations. Cool. There are three recommendations. Awesome. And then next time we do this, we're all going to discuss those games and we're going to see what happens. Awesome. It might turn out to be similar to whose line is this is this anyway, where the points don't matter. I don't think they will. <laughs> but totally fine. But we, let's. I'm let's see, score but so we can, I can change three. the score. Let's be honest. Achievement points don't matter, but we all love them. Or Jason, Jono, and I do. Jason as much. Although you got a sweet achievement point on The Witcher, which you have to talk about in the future sometime. I've been le- leading the achievement right, points yeah. ranking for the. Oh yeah, that was cool. Um, leading the ranking for the last two months. It's been great. Jason, when you help, say help. I don't care about achievement points, he does. there was a period of time oh. where I had the time where I was devastating. I was I was getting thousands like at a time where it wasn't easy it was to get almost thousands. almost as good as me. I don't know <laughs> if that was true. I was ahead of you. You were for a while. I was ahead of you true. for a while. And then, I mean, this was like 2006. Yeah. But like, no. you know. Oh yeah, wow. It is that far ago. Wow. Was, yeah, I haven't wow. progressed much. Yeah. I've, I've gotten like 20,000 points since 2006, whereas you guys are in the... You're not in the hundreds yet, are you? I'm getting close to 90,000, which You're I'm in the 100 club. He's in the 100 beyond. club. You're 110, yeah. aren't you? 135. What? That's, yeah, so you can't catch up to that. No. Oh, get stuffed. <laughs> but Jace, humble brag. What was that achievement you just got before? It's my third playthrough of the standalone... Uh, experience of The Witcher 3 which is on Game Pri- Pass which is on Game Pass without this is without having the, the, the two DLC uh, this this next play this playthrough I just did was 80 hours which um, and I knew what I was doing but I wasn't rushing it I was taking my time but I've always wanted to finish it on Death March which is the hardest difficulty you get 75 points for it it's probably not enough but anyway diamond um, achievement not many people have got that it's one di- it's diamond achievement but I'm like, playing it on easy <laughs> a lot of people will have difficulty on death march and there's a point once you figure it out where it doesn't become as hard yep um, but I have been trying to do that for a long time and I've been waiting for that achievement to pop up um, and I'm finally able to move on to I've loved this game for a long time but I'm finally able to move on to the, the DLC Hearts yeah. of Stone is the next one Anyone so, who's listened to this podcast from the beginning will know that you have had a love relationship, no love hate, love yeah, relationship yeah. with this oh, game yeah. for a very long time. Yeah. So I'm, I, yeah, I, I, I did something the other day where I just basically sat down. I'm like, I'm just going to turn it on and I'm just going to keep going. Yep. And that's what I did. We're so, very happy for you. Thank you. So oh, nice yeah, to hear. So proud. That's awesome, man. 
I'll, I'll have the same thing with Subnautica. So I think this is Game Pass. Yeah. Thanks, gents. Thank you. Thank you. Player. And welcome to our segment in between. This is the podcast about games of life and everything in between. And we're going to be talking about the Oscars because I just heard really, really upsetting words before we even get into the Oscars. <laughs> Joe, what did you say? I just said, I'm looking through a list here of all the movies that came out last year. Don't even preface it, just tell me what you said. I, and I just said, I think Shazam might have been the best movie of oh. last year or my favourite movie of last year oh, anyway. No. So Jen's joining us for this one. Thanks, Hello. Jen, for jumping in. Thanks for and having me. Jace is, is hanging out in the back. because Ridiculous. He, yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. Shazam. I mean, I'm still disappointed that Endgame, so for those of you who don't, aren't, don't realise it, Avengers, you know, I'm a Marvel guy. Avengers Endgame was out last year. It got nothing, but then I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. I love but it. you said Shazam was better than Endgame. Shazam was good. Shazam was fun. I, mean, I still haven't seen it, but... You haven't seen it. It was a lot of fun. I highly I recommend it. I heard it was fun, movie. but come on. It was Endgame? a lot of fun. Nah, it, look, 22 movies I loved, in I loved, one movie? I loved Endgame. The real answer is the best movie of last year was the first 20 minutes of John Wick 3. And the rest of it was terrible, <laughs> but that's the real I answer. Still haven't watched that. that opening fight scene and involves oh, a yeah. horse. It was unbelievable. <laughs> also it was just incredible. Best cinema I saw all year. Uh, but yes, no, the correct answer, Johnny, you're right, was Endgame. Uh, but I just like to make you upset. <laughs> uh, I can't even remember what the best picture winner was last year. I'm trying to find what, it. For right 20, now. 2019. Jace called 20, it when 20, it came out. For, maybe that came out. He did. For 2020, the Oscars nominate uh, not just nominated, but also gave Best Picture to Parasite. No, I'm talking about last year. Oh, 2019. Tw- yeah, 2019 yeah, or 2018, I guess. Yeah, because uh, these are the 2020 winners, so that would have been the 2019 winners. Right. We'll, but yes, we'll, no, we'll but, look but it up. Parasite, Parasite was the one that Jace is like, oh, I, I said one night, oh, what are we going to watch? And Jace just on the chat, whenever we were having any input, it was just Parasite, Parasite. Are you watching Parasite? How's Parasite? <laughs> go, go, go and watch Parasite right now. He actually it's made me watch it. I didn't Parasite. think it was going to happen. And it, Jace, Jace was not wrong. Parasite is a fantastic movie. Do you want to say anything about Parasite, Jace? This is your chance. Parasite. Um, just tell me about Parasite. Parasite is a great movie. And obviously everybody listening now who is listening because of the Oscars um, is because they they would already know that Parasite is the foreign film that won Best Picture. and First foreign film to absolutely, win Best Picture. Which yeah, is amazing. Made history. That's the first. And we had this conversation before. I still think Life is Beautiful should have been the first foreign film to win Best mm. Picture, but that's not, neither here nor there for this conversation. <laughs> but I just want to throw that in because that's an incredible movie. Yeah. But, so, well, I'm going to chuck in that this year's best animated feature was Toy Story 4, a movie which I was, <laughs> I was, it, it broke my heart. And you, fin- jo- me, again, Joe's just upsetting me this episode. Mm. It's a pity. Halfway Jono. through, just turned it off. Yeah, the, the kids were bored with it. It's, <laughs> you know what? My, my it's wife and Ali and I are watching it, and I'm okay. just like, this is really boring. It doesn't say, so, it doesn't hurt me, and they're like, Oh, we thought you know, like we thought you were enjoying it. I'm like, do you want to turn it off? And we're like, yes, let's turn this off. Dora was a better movie. It's not animated. The the How to Train Your Dragon that was my favorite animated movie. Okay, I'm not talking. I saw of last year. Although, mm. yeah, nothing was good as good as Into the Spider Verse from the year before, which should have been the best movie. That was great. That was great. I, I feel like I need a mic. Has nobody seen the Irishman or Marriage Story? No, we're no. talking about animation films. That we're was that, that was animation. Just, is this just animation? No, no, we're talking we, about no, all of it. We were yeah, yeah, actually, you're right because the Irishman got nothing from what I can see, or at least nothing in the main categories. No. Um, and what was the other movie you said? I'm not. Once I'm upon, upon, I'm just going to listen. <laughs> I've got a lot to say. So, so Jason's picks, I think, from because we watched all the movies together. Um, I think his picks were Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which he loved. It did. Um, he Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt won got Best Supporting Actor. Actor. He's a, yeah. that, just for the end scene alone, but no, he's amazing. Mm. He's an amazing actor. He's he was so good in this movie. Oh. He was so likable. Absolutely. Um, just I thought he just stole the show. And Leonardo DiCaprio was phenomenal, like he, he always was. is. He's like. He's just too good at acting. Like, I wish yeah. I was that good at anything. <laughs> um, um, best actor, though, this year? Joaquin. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, for yeah. the Very well deserved and I think pretty well predicted as well. No, you don't agree? No, I don't know. He put his heart and soul into that movie. It doesn't mean that I have to like that movie, but he put his heart and soul into it. Yeah, I, I mean, 
Jared, like if objectively speaking, we're talking about the act, the actual acting. If you don't like the movie, that's totally fine. Yeah. Like I think that's no, fair. I think he's acting. The movie. What movie? Joker. The Joker. Joker. Oh, what's that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's very loosely based on <laughs> a Batman character. I think it, it's more based on like psychopath, a psychopathic character. Yeah. It wasn't was pleasant to watch. It he was amazing in it. Yeah, you're right. But again, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've not yeah. seen all these movies, I've got to say. But was Leonardo he nominated DiCaprio, for it? Wasn't he? Leonardo he was. DiCaprio. I Surely he was. He, he was phenomenal in that movie. The way he went from between characters in it, mm. I was just I I'll take a look. amazing. I'll let you know. Um, was there anything else that stood out to you guys from this year? Because I know um, Best Adapted Screenplay with Jojo Rabbit, which I've yet to watch mm. and I want to see. That was really good. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah? Yeah. I mean, it, probably not because it was also up for Best Picture as well. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, not not one of the... There's like nine movies up for yeah. Best Picture. There's a lot of movies. Like, Absolutely. The, the fact that Parasite, mm. like, I don't think it was even considered in a lot of the circles beforehand about you know, the odds and whatnot. Yeah. But the fact that a Korean film was nominated, yeah. I was so excited about it. Like the, 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 the Korean film, um, I don't know what the right word is, but like there was a lady that went on the stage with him. Mm. At the, Did you guys hear about this? And, and the way that no. she spoke about the fact that people are getting past subtitles and now they you got yeah. access to all these great films. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, really cool that a great movie that's not, an in English yeah. movie that's not your kind of standard Hollywood fare. Um, I think it was great. Um, um, it was DiCaprio was nominated for, for best actor. For best actor okay. as well. yeah. cool. It's an interesting. Um, it's an interesting perspective because I think it might have been last year, but um, there was a movie that was really raved about critically called Roma, yep. um, and it was also up for best picture yeah. as well as best um, foreign film. Or international feature or whatever it's called now and it won international feature but it didn't win best picture yeah. and surprisingly parasite got both got both this yeah. year and, and that's you know do you do you think roma was, was wasn't that a netflix yeah it was film as well maybe it that was, was like they're like uh, we, we can't do this come on uh, we, we can't kind of Actually, do it that way and that yeah. maybe that kind of went in the irishman's irishman's kind of negative side of it maybe it could have done well there mm. well i appreciate this is like oscar's talk Uncut Gems, if you haven't seen it, is a movie that finally got released on Netflix. Yeah. It's done mm. by the Safdie brothers, who have some pretty cool indie flicks. Mm. Um, it's Adam Sandler. And a lot of people, when they oh, think about I've Adam seen the Sandler, trailer for this. It's they nuts. think about his comedic roles like uh, Happy Gilmore, Billy yeah. Madison, um, Waterboy. The wedding Singer. Wedding Singer, and so on. And every now and then, Adam Sandler does a fantastic, serious performance. There's a fantastic movie, I think it's with Don Cheadle, called Rain Over Me, yep. um, which is also known as the Shadow of the Colossus movie. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll have to check yep, it out yep, if, for that to make sense. Yep. Um, Definitely. But, uh, but Adam Sandler pops in every now and then and does a really great, serious performance, yeah. as does the likes of Jim Carrey and stuff as well. But um, Adam Sandler wasn't nominated as part of the Oscars, but he was part mm. of the Indie Spirit Awards. And the Indie ah. Spirit Awards, you have to watch. In fact, after we're done yeah. here, you spend a couple of minutes, we'll, we'll watch it. Um, his acceptance speech on the Indie Spirit Awards is, is honestly fantastic. Ah, that's fantastic. Um, but I'm, uh, I find Uncut Gems is a difficult film to recommend to people yeah. because they think of Adam Sandler as a particular type of actor, mm. but you will feel tense from beginning to end. Oh, the yeah. trailer made me tense just watching it, what his character's that, like. It's not the whole way through, but the thing is like, I mean, that's that's what movies do, right? Yeah. I mean, you haven't talked much about, about Marriage Story yet, but that aside, like, this this film... We've got Best Supporting Actress for Laura Dern. Yeah, and she did a fantastic... So, wait, hold on. For Marriage... No, sorry, let me finish. So, like, for, uncut, <laughs> for Uncut Gems, for Uncut Gems, yeah. you, you really do feel uncomfortable the whole mm. way through, but that, yeah. that's a testament to filmmaking. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that movie, but yeah. it's really funny. Adam Sandler said that when he finished it and he saw it, he's like, if this movie does not get like some sort of buzz and mm. nominations, his next movie he's going to make for Netflix is he's on a contract with them is going to be terrible, like purposely yeah. just absolute garbage. <laughs> so I guess he won so, this indie thing that you're talking about, which I didn't know about. So Adam, which Adam, just is very, Adam is very self-aware in terms yeah. of how yeah. he's been successful. Yeah. And honestly, if you really want to understand what Adam Sandler is like today, watch that clip of, for the acceptance on Indie Spirit Awards cool. just to get an yeah. understanding. Because yeah. that. if that doesn't sell you on him, then don't watch it. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, and like I, I appreciate Adam Sandler for what he does for comedies. And um, when I watched Uncut 
Jem's trailer, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't really picture Adam Sandler as this character. And I watched the film and I was blown away by his acting. But that movie, it really, really, you know, everybody calls it an anxiety-inducing movie. Yeah. And, yeah. like, it really yeah. is. And that's not easy to do for filmmaking. Well, I and I, and I think it. it's really a testament to that movie. Well, actually, on anxiety-inducing movies, mm. I'm going to go with one that did win a couple of Oscars. Yeah. Um, that's 1917. Have any of you guys seen it? No, I haven't. So I had a friend invite me to it and I thought, oh, what one movie, really? Mm. And it's one of those movies where they do a lot of the movie in single takes. Yep. So, you know, the camera's constantly moving and you know there's no break in the scene. Mm. And it is the most... I have not felt that tense through a movie in a long time. I was like holding the the armchair rails all the way through because it, it just keeps you going on a ride really? the whole way through this this story of a, a runner in World War One. Yeah. It's, yeah, no, I definitely recommend it. Good movie. Best special effects. Uh, best cinematography and best special effects. Um, and best sound mixing. So I got three that I'm aware no, of. 1917 has been collecting the Best Picture Awards up until yeah, just before been, the yeah. Oscars. So I thought yeah. that was going to be a sure winner. But Good movie. Um, yeah. Much better than I expected it to be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, I haven't seen a lot of the movies here. Like the ones in the special effects category, I've seen a few of those. <laughs> uh, Star Wars being one of them. Um, was it, was Endgame in there? Which was surprising. Um, that it, you was know, that was Endgame in special music. effects. Endgame was oh, special God. effects as well. <laughs> At least they got um, a nomination. Lion King, which I haven't seen, and Irishman. No, um, which Irishman. I, I've, seen, I've seen makings of Irishman, and it mm. does look very impressive. Mm. I loved the Irishman. It was long. But it, it it really moved me in a way that like a lot of the other best picture movies didn't move me. I, I thought that The Irishman was going to be my favourite film of the year because I'm a massive fan of Scorsese's work yep. and it's got everybody. It's got all the, the heavy hitters yep, yeah. to the exception of maybe like, uh, geez, I forgot his name. He's from, um, wow, doesn't matter. It's gone. Um, but uh <laughs> But yeah, it's got a lot of like the heavy hitters in there. It's a really, really long film. And I was just like, man, make it four, make it five hours. I don't care. Mm. But the film went in a direction I didn't expect it to go in. Oh, okay. Which sort of took me out of it. He's from the Goodfellas. Or just Goodfellas. Oh, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Uh, Except for Ray Liotta. Fantastic actor. Anyway, um, it, it went in a direction I didn't expect it to go in. And truth be told, the de-aging technology initially is a bit jarring. Mm. Yeah. And it's quite apparent. Like... Um, uh, De Niro's eyes are just super blue yeah. and it's weird oh, and then wow. like there's a waxy look to them but eventually the acting takes you out of it there yeah. is there is one scene in the film where De Niro um, who is meant to be a young man clearly isn't but is a young mm-hmm. man um, beats up a guy but it yeah. really just looks like an old man beating up another old man <laughs> like he's got a young man's body but the way he moves is very yeah. it takes you out of it a little bit and you wonder why maybe that was kept into the film <laughs> by the end of it I think you enjoy it more than I did Jen yeah I think I, I actually enjoyed the last I guess one third of it, um, the last one third of it was the part that was most heartbreaking, but it made it really beautiful and, and relatable and, and yeah. And, and I really connected with that. And I think that's where it lost you. Um, but yeah, like I, as I keep telling Jason, I love films that are about human relationships and I felt like the Irishman, yeah, it's, it's about gangsters and it's about action and all of that, but that was the bit of it that really I, I found it most profound and heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm. Cool. There are, there's a lot of slow burn in the film. So um, Joe was talking earlier about a scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that is just a, a scene with uh, a Brad Pitt. Like, in the trailer, walking. feeding and, his dog. <laughs> essentially, yeah. And you know what? Like in a world that, I mean, they recreated. What year was, did it take place in? The, was it the 50s, 60s, 70s? Who knows? Sure. Old timey yeah. stuff. Um, it wasn't that. It was, it was, 60s, wasn't it? It must have been the 60s. I yeah. feel like it was. Um, but like just seeing that world recreated, mm. it was kind of the equivalent of uh, playing, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto and just walking around the city and seeing things go by. It's so funny you say that because when we saw that scene, Ali said to me, this reminds me of those video games that you played where you're just in a room and you can go and click on everything in it and look at it. Because it's like <laughs> it's looking at the... the, the 
um, breakfast cereal box yeah. and it's like uh. lingering on that and it's the dog food um, flavours lingering on that and but the that's, TV it's not, lingering honestly, on Red, that Red Dead would be probably the closest thing to it because in Red Dead you just pick stuff up and you look at it and you put it it's back like down gone or you or gone home you pick or up everything yeah. in that it's yeah. like you pick up everything and it tells but, a story but that makes you feel something it does. Like in those games it's yeah. that, that interactivity makes you feel that if you can feel the same way about that time period I mean you captured it pretty well but there are scenes like that in, mm. in The Irishman. In fact, yeah. there's a very long scene like that and it might be a hard sell. You have to go in knowing that it's three hours and it feels like five. Okay. Cool. Mm. Well, I think that's a pretty good overview of what we liked about the Oscars because, let's be honest, we've got a pretty unique point of view. I, I did also like Steve Martin and Chris Rock. I saw a bit of their yeah. introduction into it. It was very funny. If you haven't seen that, go and check it out. I went cool. for justice. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that's in between. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Versus Player. You can find our podcast in the usual places like iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also watch us on YouTube and engage us on social media through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, on our home, versusplayer.com. Until next time, we are... Versus Player.